Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to this episode of Sunday Messages. We're talking about romantic obsession today. I recently had a question come in and I was like, you know what? This would make a fantastic mini podcast episode. So we're going to talk all about romantic obsession today, and I am saying this as someone who is highly obsessive and highly fixated around relationships. So I know, I know a thing or two about this stuff. Now, if you have not already seen The Seven Deadly Shadows, which is a masterclass that I just did, it is, oh my god, it's so good. It's so good. Every call I felt like my mind was being blown. And it's free. It's available on YouTube. You are more than welcome to check it out. It's a lot of content. Like they are very, very dense classes. And it's really tapping into universal law, universal expansion, the function of shadow on earth, how shadow came to be, how we give into these temptations that disconnect us from our soul. Oh my God, it is Ugh, chef's kiss across the board. Like it is, I've been getting such good feedback on this and it was so much fun. The questions were great. The conversation was great. Just go check it out, seriously. And definitely start with day one. Start with this connection. Uh, There is an order that is helpful if you do watch them in order, but of course you can jump around if you feel called to a particular video, but start with day one, start with this connection because I explained some of the mechanical pieces of it. And of course that's going to be available for you guys to share if you want to show other people, if if you feel like other people would like it. I of course always appreciate your guys' shares. The other things that I have coming up, Sub is coming in mid-August. This is the counterpart to Dom. And there's also a bundle available if you are interested in getting both. So in Dom, we really explored energetic dominance and really taking control over your power and personal experience. In sub, we're exploring the feminine side of things where we're really tapping into what surrender actually is on an energetic level, when to do it, when to not, how to do it, how to relax, how to be more receptive to manifestations coming in without strangling them to death. So this is going to be feeling into that relaxed receptivity that goes along with surrender. And that's actually going to be a three-part class. So it's going to come with a lecture. It's going to come with a personal account where I really take you through my learning around surrender, which has been going on for years. And it's all been revolving around my love life. And then we're going to do a Q&A. So there's three calls and they're going to be extra, extra meaty. And I'm really excited to share that with you. So you're more than welcome to check that out if you would like. And then, of course, we have Animus coming up in September. That is a mini mastermind with me all about learning how to develop a relationship with your shadow self that keeps it in visible range without damaging your relationships. So during the Animus episode, if you do have an interest in 
the shadow self, all things like those dark aspects of yourself or those destructive parts of yourself, I'm going to be going into implosive and explosive shadows in the Animus episode. So make sure you check that podcast episode out if you want to go more in depth on the shadow self. And I'll give more of the mastermind details in there, but just understand that that's coming up in September. So I will include the link if you want the details to that as well below. Now here is the question. How do you recommend not getting obsessive when you have a crush or at least keep it healthy? Now for myself, I have not found resisting obsession to be effective because it's it's exactly what I was mentioning with the shadow self. Like you can't you cannot trap it in a closet. So if you consider that to be a dark part of yourself, you've got to learn how to play with it and how to work with it. So this is what I've done for myself around romantic obsession. And when I tell you it is intense for astrology nerds, just keep in mind, I have Taurus in the seventh house. I'm a Scorpio rising. And my Mars and Venus are in Leo and Aquarius. So all points of relationship for me are in fixed signs. So yes, there's a lot going on when it comes to obsession and literally not being able to pry my mind away from romance and relationship and all of that stuff. So here's how I look at it now. Energetically speaking, obsession is hyper-focus. Focus is not bad. But focus, when you don't know how to do it constructively, can get way out of control. So it's not that you need to tone down your ability to focus. It's you want to point it directly at things that you want and desire in a way that is energetically unconditional. And what I mean by being unconditional is If you find that there's a romantic interest that allows you to flow more love, that in and of itself isn't a problem, right? That's that's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. That's not dangerous to just flow love towards someone or say, I like the idea of you or I like appreciating you or I like imagining what this type of relationship might be, right? If you can take yourself into an unconditional place with it, right? Where it starts to get out of hand is when people get conditional. That's how you get like stalker energy. That's how, you know, showing up at people's jobs or homes unannounced and people blame it on obsession, but it's not the focus. It, the focus isn't the issue. It's the conditionality that is the issue. Like, oh my God, I love you so much. Why are you upset that I'm like knocking on your front door unannounced? That's where people get creepy with it. That's not the same as just anchoring into unconditional love and flowing appreciation towards someone. Flowing appreciation towards someone and just being loving for the sake of being loving because it feels good, because imagining high quality partnership feels good, nothing is wrong with that so long as it doesn't bleed into violating someone's personal space or personal boundaries. 
So let's reorganize some of these pieces together. Consider it is not the other person that you're obsessed with. It's the imagined experience, the sensation in your body, the feelings that are coming up. Those are the things that you're actually after. There's a good feeling that you get in the imagination process, which is why you want to fixate on it more. That's where the obsession part comes from or what people experience as obsession. And so if you take it back to, I like the way I feel just through envisioning this, feeling this way, flowing this love, flowing this energy, then you can take it back to yourself and it's it gets to be pure and it gets to be unconditional. And the second part of this is you want it to be detached from an outcome. You want to focus because you know it is potent, it's creative, and it's anchored into unconditional love. That'll keep it healthy. Because if I know that just focusing on this feels good for the sake of focusing on it and nothing needs to be done, no movement needs to be had, nothing needs to happen in the relationship, then you're good because there's no pressure on the relationship or the other person, but you're still accessing the feelings and you are connecting to the type of partnership that you probably want to experience. So personally, I think that a lot of people have obsession wrong or they they consider it to be bad be, when it's emotionally unstable and emotionally turbulent. Obsession absent of emotional turbulence is focus. It is strong focus and strong attention. So if you can just make it, I I have strong attention on high quality partnership and this person that is reflecting things back to me feels really good. There's something that I'm witnessing and accessing within myself that feels really good to deepen into and settle into. If you can keep it there and do it in a pure way that just feels good and is truly just love without action, you'll be much clearer. Where people start to go off the rails is when their fantasies become dark, it's riddled with negative emotion, fear of rejection, old wounds, or this frantic desperation of needing to act or violate boundaries for personal gain. That's when it starts to get ugly. Strong focus alone isn't the problem. It's just the other pieces around where are you operating from, that's that's where you can access that pure state of just being connected to love. Now, if your focus starts to redline, I'm not sure if you took fabric of the universe, but if you start to redline, that's when you want to back off, get away from it, take a break, and just continually go back to it simply feels good to be loving Without action, no expression needs to happen, no action needs to be taken, nothing needs to move in the 3D world. This is purely an energetic state that you're in, just radiating love. That's how you keep what you're calling obsession safe. Because really think about that. 
really think about this for a second. If we took all of the stalkers in the world, right, who we commonly associate with being obsessive, and instead they were just sitting in the quiet of their own home, just radiating love and flowing it towards another person, nothing but good stuff would come from that. Stalkers just get in trouble when they start taking action on their unstable point of focus, their emotionally unstable point of focus. That's where you get the scary stuff coming in. So this is an emotional awareness game, right? What is happening with your thoughts and your feelings and the stories that you're telling yourself, but anything that allows you to connect to love, I would say that's perfectly fine to focus on something that feels like that pure, blissed out, loving state and and a pure desire just for the sake of desire. If any of this is feeling harmful to you, that's when you need to address the underlying emotions, thoughts, and trains of thought that are happening. But for myself personally, I haven't found that trying to avoid my intense focus to be effective at all. And it's not something, like the more I tried to control it, the more it would eat me up. And so I just had to lean in and start working with it in a constructive way and use my intense ability to focus as an asset rather than a liability. So that's that's my two cents. That's my insight on it. And I hope you found this helpful. So make sure that you send this episode to all of your super, super, super obsessive friends who are constantly having that special someone on their mind who really, really are talking about it all the time, wondering, contemplating, focusing, fixating. I know you know who those people are. And so send them this episode because that focus can absolutely be used constructively. You've just got to be in the right emotional state and hooked up to the right emotional frequency and get really unconditional with it. And my God, magic will unfold. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you. So that is all that I have for today. Thank you so much. Make sure that you check out anything that you'd like in the description box or the show notes. All the links will be there if there's anything that tickles your fancy that I'm offering right now, whether that be sub, dom, animus, anything else that I have going on. And I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye.